What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The best of Mile High Sports is brought to you by Bespoke Edge, Denver's premier custom suit provider. If you have a special event coming up like a wedding or you're just looking to update your wardrobe and dress more professionally, they can help. Don't know much about matching or what you need to do for what occasion? No problem. They will take care of all the details and outfit you in a great looking modern style and perfect for Denver. They were just awarded Top of the Town Reader's Choice by 5280 Magazine this summer. Why wait any longer to look great? Visit BespokeEdge.com today and make an appointment. Have you ever wished the radio guy would think like you and say things that actually make sense rather than softening his stance to be politically correct? Well then, Whiteley so. Gil Whiteley will give you the absolute truth. Hello and welcome, and uh, you heard that Yanni's commercial, and uh, as you know, uh, Yanni Savropoulos said, uh, almost a lifelong friend, 35 years. Uh, he is uh, there serving dinner to go, and he has taken this wine, which is the Greek wine, which is designed to go with food from Greece and with recipes from Greece and Greek food. He's taking $25 off every bottle of wine if you go there and pick it up. So, And they will be glad to tell you what great Greek wines go with the thing, the thing that you ordered. 25 bucks off a bottle, and he's one of the restaurants that charge a lot for the wine. He likes to keep his wine where it, it, it is, uh, it is in fact, affordable to have it with his food. So give that a try. There'll be pickup. Uh, you can call his phone number. Uh, just look that up, and you can call them uh, and order your food at Yanni's uh, between 4 and 8 o'clock each evening. Joining me, uh, former Olympian and and all-around great guys, a broadcaster for the Denver Nuggets, and a, and a and an aficionado as as well on uh, on comedies and movies. Kiss Milo, welcome. Hey, glad to be on, Gil. I'm, I'm thinking about going over to Yanni's right after this. That sounds like a great deal. Four o'clock to eight o'clock, you can have dinner, and you stick twenty five bucks a bottle off all wines. Yeah, uh, you got to support the local true. restaurants. Uh, you know it. The Olympics got canceled, and it, you know we kind of all knew that it was eventually going to happen. I think they were holding out for this thing to turn in time, but it has not. Uh, a lot of athletes are uh, that are ready this year. A lot of those athletes are at the end of their careers, and if this was going to be their last Olympics, they might not be. They might not make the team next year. Uh, uh, as you know, you know, there's just that small window, so there could be some heartbreak that goes with this as well. Yeah, uh, you know, you have to go back to 1980 when there were a lot of American teams and athletes, and particularly the volleyball teams that had trained for seven, eight years uh, to play in Moscow, and then the the Olympics were canceled. The, the, well, not canceled, canceled for the United States. The United States decided not to go uh, because of uh, the Soviet Union's intervention in Afghanistan. <laughs> Funny now. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's going to affect a lot of people. 
the good news is that it's just one year. Uh, so if you're 40 and you're going to 41, you might be able to make it. Carrie Walsh Jennings, uh, the greatest volleyball player of all time, female, uh, you know, she's, I think she's 42 or, or 41, then she'd have to go another year to try to qualify. So it, it's very, uh, very discouraging uh, that it has come to this, but you can completely understand it. And, uh, you know, the world's going to have to figure out a way to get by this and, uh, and, and resume, uh, resume life, as I like to say. So ho- hopefully they can figure it out soon. Uh, so you were on that the eighty team that got canceled. Uh, that just had to have been a crush because that would have certainly obviously have been your first Olympics. Yeah, actually, uh, I was I was a member of the seventy six team, but we did not qualify. And then uh, I was uh, targeted to be on the nineteen eighty team, but I, I just got kind of fed up and I had a couple of disputes, and I really wasn't on the eighty team per se. Uh, but I had a lot of friends that were, and then I rejoined the team in 1982, and then made it onto the 84 Olympic team. But you know, there were a lot of a lot of volleyball players who I'm you know in contact with that uh, played back then, that are still mad at Jimmy Carter for uh, calling the boycott. It, it really so was Doug hurt. was was Doug Beal the coach of the 80 team. I believe he was. I believe he was at that time, yes. Uh, yes. You know, the Olympics moves a year, but as you know and I know, uh, the Olympics is like the big brother of these sporting events. Them moving a year isn't as convenient for the Olympics as it is for all the events, all the world championship events, all those events that have already been scheduled uh, with the Olympics moving there. All those other events are going to lose you know, $500 million, maybe more than that when it comes there, because the Olympics is like Big Brother who's going to land on everybody else's feet yeah. going to 2021. That's you know, I think, I, I think that there are adjustments that can be made, Gil, in terms of the schedule. If they move that to, to 21, then the World Cups move to 22, or you, you schedule them later in the fall, or you double up. I think, I think that can be done. Uh, the 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 intriguing thing, and, and I'm not so so sure it's good intrigue if uh, the NBA is talking about possibly, you know, uh, uh, finishing up the playoffs in July and August, and then maybe pushing their season back uh, to start in in December, which would mean that the the season would run long into the Olympics in 21. Uh, and that would be certainly a mess because then what do the players do? You want to have the best players on the teams. Uh, it would it would certainly be a conundrum. You know, someone like you know, it, 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 the U.S. the NBA wouldn't be impacted as much as some of the as some of the uh, the smaller countries. Let's say maybe Serbia. Uh, what would if the NBA was playing up against them? And it was, and Serbia was playing. Where would where would uh, Nikola Jokic play? Well, you have your home country, and I, I know Nikola Jokic loves Serbia, uh, everything about it, his hometown, Sambor, etc. But there's one entity in the NBA, the Denver Nuggets, and Stan Kroenke, Josh Kroenke, paying him 150 million dollars for the next five years. 
So I'm guessing that if the Nuggets were in the playoffs and, uh, uh, and they were competing against the Olympics, Nikola Jokic would not play in the Olympics. He would be playing for the Denver Nuggets uh, in the NBA. That's my guess. Those are going to be some tough decisions because, because he is so nationalistic in his love of his country. Yes, but, you know, for, for some, uh, like me back in the day, getting to the Olympics was the, the, the great achievement. Just playing in the Olympics, being one of the, the top 12 volleyball players in the United States, getting onto that team, uh, winning the gold medal was gravy. Now, Nikola Jokic has already played in the Olympics and, and done well. I think they got uh, the, the silver in Rio. Uh, and so he's, he's been there and back on that entity. Of course, he'd love to win a gold medal, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, we just kind of have to see how this all plays out. It's funny, I just got home, I was running some errands, and I'm trying to kind of stay off Twitter today and not, not think about it so much. Yesterday I was just plastered. But it was good to see the stock market's up 1,800 points today. Uh, so maybe that's leveling out a bit. Uh, hopefully so. Yeah, uh, uh, there are some people that, that – that believe that the NBA is going to come back uh, sooner rather than later. What do, you, what do you think is a realistic restart date, uh, knowing what we know now? Because things could easily get worse. Uh, but hopefully there aren't. We've got a hold of this thing with, with everybody self-containing. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the uh, what do you, what do you think a realistic date for the NBA coming back? If they come back at all, are you one of the ones who believes they're coming back? Um, I think there's a chance they're going to come back, but I think there's an equal chance that this season might be canceled. If, as you say, things get worse, uh, much worse, you know, then I think uh, we've got a big issue about bringing it back. I think uh, most of the people I've talked to uh, think maybe mid-June might be a start date. A start date that you could have, uh, you know, a two-week camp. And I'm guessing the rest of the regular season is gone and that you just pick it up uh, with the playoffs. That's, that's how I would do it. Everybody's frozen, one through eight. Nuggets would play the Rockets in the first round. And you, you start in mid-June and play through July or whatever you need to do. I think you could shorten it up a little, Gil. You know how how the networks like to stretch it out. So you're playing one game on Saturday and then you don't play till next Wednesday. They don't have to do that. They, they could play, you know, they could play Friday. They could play Sunday. They could play Wednesday or, or Tuesday. I, I think they could get it in. And then you'd have, so say you're done in August, September, October, maybe a month and a half uh, to start the new season. It'd be a challenge. It'd be a challenge. But remember, we're talking about the greatest athletes in the world. Most of them are youngsters and uh, you know, they're, they're basically playing basketball year-round now anyway, so I don't think it would be that much of a challenge. If they play the Rockets, uh, is, that, is that the advantage to the Nuggets? Because the Rockets are, are basically a team that, that shoots a lot of threes or a lot of, a lot of guys that, that shoot from the perimeter, all the things that go with that. They may not have their shooting legs under them if they go right into games. Uh, and you know that difference, and you know, you know, you can't, you can't. I don't care how hard you work out; it's not basketball shape until you get, you, until your legs get under you after a few games. So that could be advantage Nuggets early. 
Yeah, the the Nuggets would have the depth advantage. Of course, they've got you know two big time stars with with James Harden and Westbrook, but they don't have Clint, Clint Capella anymore, and I think that really hurts them offensively more than defensively. Uh, he was kind of their stud in the middle, their dunker. Uh, I, th- I think that's a big factor. I think Nikola Jokic could really take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. That being said, I kind of like the way the Rockets, you know what they do. So Nikola gets the ball. They just double him or triple team him and leave everybody else open. They, they're they kind of hoping you're shooting threes. They want you to shoot threes. And if you make them, that's fine because they're going to they're gonna make a bunch too. So I don't think that hurts them as much on defense because they're going to double team the post. Uh, but, uh, you know, we have to kind of wait and see how that uh, – maybe that's putting the cart before the horse. We've got to get up and running uh, uh, first. Okay, I did put, uh, by the way, because it was a that was a horrible omission uh, by not having by, by not having uh, uh, Ghostbusters on my list of top fifty comedies. Yeah, and I put them in with Kingpin at six. They are Ghostbusters is now six six uh, B on my list of top fifty. Uh, but uh, so I appreciate your your wife's work and your work. Uh, trying to figure out what might be wrong with my list, and that was a huge omission. I don't know how, because I have a couple hundred people that are that are involved in, yeah. in making suggestions on who makes this list, and Ghostbusters didn't mess, didn't make the list. Well, they're just they're just a lot of comedies uh, on your list. You know, I love Animal House. Uh, I, I think that's one of the funniest movies ever made. I'm a huge fan of Airplane. Uh, the Hangover, I think maybe Slapshot should have been higher than 17. Uh, my family would tell you that Young Frankenstein is one of the top 10 comedies of all time. It, it, yeah, it you know, that, that, when it came to the top four or five or six, it, I think there's something about Mary. is maybe the funniest movie I ever saw. I'm talking about open belly laughs, but it was not a great movie. But as far as it being a comedy, it was funny. It, I mean, it had me belly laughing through the whole thing. Yeah, I so, think that's a good movie. I think I think if if your if your listeners would look at your number one, Doctor Strangelove. Now I go back far enough to know that movie. Uh, one of the great satires uh, and one of the funny movies of all time. But it is about uh, blowing up the world, and I'm I'm not sure everybody would agree with you that that is the top comedy of all time. You know, it's kind of funny what the, the purpose of these lists that I'm conducting and putting together is to expose people to movies that they might never have heard of or never tried to watch again. Yes. And this is all part of a movie club that I belong to that has several hundred members in, involved with it. And lots of them, you know, send, send me messages saying, well, I've only seen 16 of the 50, you know, and I think that's great. Now you have all these movies that you get a chance to see, and you're not gonna, you won't have to see one single bad film looking for films to watch. Yeah, you you said you were going to do dramedies coming up. I was I was curious why you didn't list Anchorman or Blades of Glory or Silver Linings Playbook in your list. Yep, uh, Silver Linings Playbook will be in dramedies. Ha. Huh. You don't think so? That, to me, that's a dramedy. Anchorman? No, no, Silver Linings Playbook. 
What about like Anchorman, Blades of Glory, Will Ferrell movie? I was not as big a fan of those as you were, and and uh, obviously uh, neither was my, the people who were suggesting. Interesting, interesting. I mean, it's well, the top fifty of all time. Yeah, and I know, it, I know. You're a lot older than me, Bill. That and explains it. And it's, you know, someone has to make a decision, and 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 I and every now and then it, it's just they're all tough to do. I, I mean, got it was you. certainly on the list. Uh, you know that that we shortened to that was in the top seventy five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's some tough cuts. Hey, we've got to run. Thanks so much, Chris. You've been so uh, you've been so gracious with your time for my show. Hey, anytime, uh, and, Gil. Let's talk next week. I appreciate the comedies list, and I'm looking forward to seeing your dramedies list uh, coming soon. Well, this week we're doing anti-war films. Uh, wow. Paths of Glory. Uh, also, uh, Doctor Strange Love. Uh, you know, the, the Saving Private Ryan's uh, you know, uh, Schindler's List. I won't. I will never. I will never recommend the movie. The, the movies that I watch were the World War Two uh, propaganda films. That probably why I ended up joining the Marine Corps in the middle of the Vietnam War. You yeah. know, all the John Wayne movies that that glorified war. Well, uh, tell you what, Gil. Uh, you should call me and consult if you're doing a list of greatest war movies of all time, because I'm an expert on that. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Chris Miller, we'll be back. Mark Cooper. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.